everyone. This is a very special Time Shifters podcast. Finally, an interview. We haven't done any interviews in a while. I have with me Tracy Birdsall. She's a writer, producer, and actress. She's got a film coming out here real soon that I'm, I'm a little excited for. I think it's got a little bit of everything that I like. So kind of excited to get a chance to talk to her and find out more about her. Tracy, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I did say the last name right. It's Birdsall. Is that correct? You did. It's Birdsall. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Wasn't mm-hmm. sure where the emphasis should go. That's <laughs> probably, okay. That's probably should have asked before I said it. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, you know, I, I, I was looking at your filmography and looking at a little bit of your history, and it was interesting. You know, a lot like a lot of actors, you kind of started out with uh, modeling and then worked your way into commercials and then television. Mm-hmm. And I was really excited to find out that you were actually in one of probably what I think is one of the uh, soda commercials that have ever existed. Yes, (laughs) for 10 years I did that, Sunkiss, yeah. Yeah, I just remember once someone was nice enough to put a link to a YouTube uh, video of it on on the wiki page. And it's this great, it's it's the one everyone's got the dune buggies, they're on the beach, they got their skidoos. I'm like, that is just like one of the commercials you think of as just being one of the commercials. <laughs> it was, it was really pinnacle. And it's funny because I did it two years in a row and they ran for a decade. And the difference between when I was 15 and when I was 16, they're both on my YouTube channel, but it's just hilarious. <laughs> I want to ask you, I always, I'm always curious when you see commercials like that and they're always supposed to be all these group of friends and they're together and they're having fun. It's like how much of it is really everyone having fun, doing fun things, and how much of it is someone just off camera yelling, you know, frolic? <laughs> <laughs> all I can answer is for me. You know, for me, when there's a camera rolling and somebody is giving me direction, I'm completely 100% there. So for me, those were like my best friends, even though I'd never met any of them. But it's actually really a lot of fun. You know, it's it's a ton of fun. There's a lot of scenarios going on at the same time. So they direct you all at once, and then they set you free. So. Oh, okay. That That's kind of what I was curious about, how much it was really scripted, and how much is it they just, they just keep rolling and let everyone do their thing. They do, and there's a ton of footage shot on those. Yeah, a ton. All for maybe, well, back then, maybe all of a minute of a commercial. Yeah, was at least four days. Really, a four that whole that wow. Okay. Yeah, because they're really complicated when you think about it. You know, and one of them's got the Hobie cat breaching and all these other things going on, and and so they have to catch all of that stuff going on, and they need everybody else there in case that's what you see in the background. So yeah, it's actually quite complicated. Interesting. I had no idea. Now I'm glad I brought it up. (laughs) You know, it's funny because a guy that I did a podcast with years ago, and I was telling the story about you my first union job. And um, you couldn't find any of those online. And by the time his podcast came out, they were all in that one. There was one long video, which since they've cut into pieces, and they were sponsoring him. So he went and dug them up and told them about talking to me and gotten them to put them all back online and find them. So that was pretty cool. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. Now, you also did some television work from commercials to the television. You, you made it under Family Ties. I, 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 I probably saw you without knowing that it was you. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just did the one the one episode. I think, didn't you? I did. I did. But it's my first time on a on a you know a network studio stage. So I'd say that was that was pretty pinnacle in my life too. I expected it. You know, I was kind of nervous, and I expected everybody to be this group, and then I'd get brought in, and I wouldn't get to know anybody. And so they kind of treat you like a family, and they just bring you in, and everybody's goofing around, and and so I kind of lost. I never I never was nervous walking on a set since that day. Oh, fantastic. 
Maybe I, I should have been. <laughs> maybe. Well, I have to think, if you're going to do it, that was probably a great show to do that on and to have that kind of experience with because you, you, you hope they're all as nice and family-like as they appear on screen, you know? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They're really welcoming. You know, and there's been other places where you go and you expect them to be like that and then they're not, and you can't let that bother you either. This is when I was much younger, you know, so it was like, it was always kind of, um, you just never really know until you get there, but you're just being paid to do your job and to try and take the best out of it that you can. Mm -hmm. it, you're, you're, you're there for the experience and, you know, for the paycheck, so. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about some of your uh, more current films here. You are, I, sh I mentioned actress, you're actually award-winning. Your films have, on the festival circuit have just gangbusters on some of the awards including the uh the one that you actually co-wrote called TikTok. i i, I look yeah. there, there's like a there's like a uh, a screenshot or a poster online and you almost can't see what it is because there's so many of those little award things on the bottom <laughs> and they weren't even all on there that's the funny part i just after a while i got tired of putting them on there <laughs> yeah I, I wrote that because i'd taken you know i'd worked since i was 15 and i'd taken five or six years off and I thought, oh, okay, you know, everybody kind of, you know, it used to be you kind of aged out of Hollywood at like 25. Mm -hmm. And so I went down, I was flipping houses and doing other things. And then I noticed all my friends were working again. Like nobody, nobody like slowed down. So I moved back and back towards LA and um, I went into a bunch of offices and nobody really like, you know, saved my spot, so to speak. So I didn't really know what to do. I'd produced a feature film in the late 90s and I thought, well, I'll just produce the most disturbing, jaw-dropping, eye-catching short that I can and get myself back on the map. And so that's when I wrote TikTok. And then um, I sent it off to a writer friend of mine to polish it, and he put this brilliant ending on it. And um, it just won festivals all over the world. It was just really and, – and I've pretty much worked since then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, I was trying to look around to see if it was available anywhere. Uh, I couldn't find it. Is, is well, they're it, getting – it's actually, it, I, I didn't put it out at first. I had a distribution deal. I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. And then lately I've had a couple of people who are like, hey, can we put that out? So you'll actually probably see it out there within the next, I'd say, four to six months. Oh, fantastic. I have to admit, I did dig around to try to find out what it was. <laughs> and I, yeah. finally found, I finally found a review that it was like, had a spoiler tag and I, I clicked the spoiler. So yeah, talk about doing something to really get yourself out there and, oh, this will make some waves. <laughs> you know, I was hoping that I would upset people in the community of people recovering from that situation. And I'll tell you, I had the exact opposite response because I was expecting picketing. I didn't know what I was going to get. And instead, I had people crying in the audience and thanking me for bringing attention to it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not what I expected. I don't know enough <laughs> about it. So I actually researched it a lot from that. I had to go to kind of a dark place. But um, – so it was really interesting. It was really interesting that there's such a community of people out there that deal with that. I was just trying to – I had like six scripts, and they were all the most shocking thing that I could think of, you know, and um, that was the one that ended up getting produced. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to spoil it on this. If, if you want to – if anyone wants to know, you can do the same digging I did, but I, I would recommend just wait and seeing if you can find it. I, it was – It is going to come out because yeah. it's so – funny that you mentioned that because it's only over the last couple of months and somebody's like well do you mind if we put that out there and I'm like you know I really I don't you know it's fine you can so. find a trailer and the trailer gives you no idea it'll give exactly. you many ideas but it won't mm. give you the idea <laughs> I'll tell you it played in a it played in a what is it called Canterbury Film Festival in New Zealand 
And, you know, I didn't know anything about Canterbury at the time. And, and um, they were really excited about it and stuff like that. So I get this phone call like two weeks after the screening. And I find out that Canterbury Film Festival is actually held in a small church in Canterbury. Okay. And the guy, the festival director, hadn't bothered reading the very last page. You know, it's like a quote that goes by. And so it didn't occur to him what it was actually about. He just enjoyed the journey. And he's like, he said the church, everybody just because they're very religious, I guess he goes, they just got silent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, oops. <laughs> yeah, you might want to screen those before you uh, show them to everybody if, you're, if that's uh, the situation. Oh, well. <laughs> well, it's pretty funny. That is, yeah. Let's talk about another award that you got just recently, and I believe it was indeed for the new film, which is Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter, if I haven't mentioned it yet. You won the... Uh, Action on Films, Female Action Performer of the Year. Congratulations. Thank you. How cool is that? <laughs> I, you know, it, that's an award that it sounds awesome. I hope there's a good plaque or something that can go on a wall with that one. There is. If we were on video, I could show you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was pretty cool, especially because I'm sitting there in the, in the awards night, and I'm sitting there with a table of people from our film, and everybody was all excited. And I said, you know, I got really nervous. And I actually had to have a shot of whiskey. I'm like, <laughs> I've never I've never not won when I've been nominated for an award. So I'm sitting there, like, just really getting nervous, realizing that the other people that were nominated were in their 20s, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm sitting there. And, and um, when they called my name, it was just surreal, you know. It's, it was amazing. But I do have all the bumps and bruises and scars. So it's like I kind of felt like I deserved that. I, I gave it my all. Good. That's good. Yeah, now I definitely want to talk about this film, Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter. There is a, a a trailer or two out there. There's a trailer and there is a couple of clips that you can see. And yeah, uh, I think every one and almost every scene, there's only like little split seconds of you not running or shooting <laughs> or fighting. <laughs> exactly. And and really the biggest turmoil of the whole movie when you um, see it is the emotional journey. So it's like when I think about what I put my body, my mind, and my soul through in making this film, it was it was really a lot, yeah. Now it is a sci-fi action film directed by Neil Johnson, who you've worked with before, haven't you, Neil Johnson? You guys have collaborated in the past? Yeah, I was really excited a few years ago when he let me be a, a robot voice for one of his films. <laughs> and, and the reason why is because I'm a sci-fi junkie, you know? Oh, cool. And so we yeah, so we kind of got to know each other. We were both winning awards for our respective projects, and he saw what kind of an actress I was and how I would stop at nothing. And um, so he just said, you know, we've got to work on a project together. I'd really like you to lead up one of my projects. So we spent many months going through scripts that he had and ideas that he had. And I like the idea of robotics because my I was into robotics as a kid. My father ran the largest power electronics convention. So it's like we were both kind of into the same things. And so one of his scripts morphed into what later became Rogue Warrior. Now, it's been uh, called a mix between Mad Max and Star Wars. And mm -hmm. I guess you can kind of see that a little bit in the trailer. You definitely, you spent a lot of time in the desert, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of a, a lot of ice was wasted in the making of this film. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from what I gather, the, the premise that there's robots who have take, kind of taken over the Earth or are on, pretty much on their way to destroying humanity. And you play mm -hmm. Sienna, is that correct? Correct. And you you go on a quest to find the the one weapon that can finally save the day. Yes. Is that a pretty decent explanation? 
It is, and along the way, I kind of gather my, you know, my cohorts. You know, it's like I break my my boyfriend out of prison, and I get all these unwilling participants. And so it's not just what happens to me, but it's what happens to them as we go not just to the earth, but to other worlds and um, try to take out artificial intelligence. Now, obviously, this film has to have a lot of special effects, including a lot of you know, giant robots trying to destroy you. Is uh, And I tell you what, from the trailer, I can tell the special effects look really good. I'm assuming this was a maybe a smaller budgeted film. Uh, the, the special effects look really, really good. Yeah, I think I think the difference between having a budget, um, you know, in our case is we literally devoted twenty four seven of the last couple of years to shooting this, getting it in the can, getting everything there, and keeping the best team together that we could. But we did so much of the legwork ourselves and with you know close people that we work with, and I think that's the only way to make something on a, a lesser budget is is human sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, have you ever worked, I'm assuming there was a lot of, uh, you know, after uh, production special effects added in, so you were probably fighting nothing for a great portion of the time. Have you had to deal with that before, or was this uh, kind of new to you? You know, besides working opposite a Diet Coke can on soap opera and stuff like that, <laughs> where the other actor didn't show up, it was fairly new to me, but I have a gigantic imagination and so a lot of my interaction um, when you see the film is with this little round robot named Hoagland. And so a few months before we shot, um, the director brought Hoagland over and put him in my office. And I kind of created his personality and his mannerisms and his sense of humor and the things I liked and didn't like about him. And um, the most fascinating part was he had so much dialogue. But when we got on set, of course, he's on a green stick. And... Um, <laughs> And people would start reading his lines. And since I'm the type of actress that lives things, it would take me out of my character because it wasn't how I had it pictured in my mm. mind. So um, I had to learn Hoagland's lines too so that I could react at the right moment and just run through it in my head. And then it was all very real to me. But it ended up being about twice as much work. Sure, sure. Yeah. But it was worth it, you know. That's, a lot of people watch the movie and they say that's their favorite part is that relationship. So, so all the work put into that, you know, worked. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, I, it kind of reminded me when I was watching you in the in the trailer, you're and or with the clip that I saw, you're running and you're going through like a courtyard, and there's explosions on the left and the right of you. And it's like, but it's got to be really kind of difficult to do. And I think, well, you know what? That actually kind of would probably take you back to when you were a kid and playing war or superheroes, because you had all that going on on, on your head then. So that it's almost yeah. got to be kind of like almost childlike and liberating. It was, and I never did grow up, and I was a tomboy. So for me, somebody tells me the scenario of what's going on around me, and it's it's I can make it real to me without even thinking about it, and that was part of the fun. And there were some things in those shots that were real on a smaller scale, just to give me things to react to and oh, things like good. that. Yeah, he's he's really really into the no green screen, make everything as real and practical as you can. I mean, and when you see those explosions and stuff's landing on me somebody's flinging stuff at me so that when they put it in there later, it all works rather than you going, oh, that's CG, you know? Right. So, you know, they, they, they tortured me pretty good in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, I know you've, uh, you've in the past have been a strong opponent for the strong female action stars, which we don't have as many as I think we probably should. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, you, really, you thought in like 1979 when Sigourney Weaver kind of took everyone by storm in Alien that you mm-hmm. that that's all you would see for a while, and mm-hmm. it just didn't happen. Why? It didn't. What is it about uh, Hollywood or or even outside of Hollywood that people still seem to back off from the the, the strong female lead? You know, I don't know because um, audiences love it. You know, and and that's the thing is that if you can if you can capture an audience, I I have one idea of what it might be. I have a lot of friends that are famous actresses and stuff, and they look at what I've gone through the last couple of years, and none of them say that they wanted to do it. They're all like, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to do that much work, and da, da. and it's, and it's surprising to me. I mean, because to me, when something like that happens, like I want to I want to jump in with both feet and work harder than I you know ever imagined. I mean. Yeah, I didn't go to any get-togethers or parties for probably a year and a half. You know, it was weird. I went to a birthday party for a one-year-old yesterday, and I'm like, I can't even remember the last time I went to something that wasn't a premiere or a festival or an award show. You know? <laughs> but um, so I think a lot of it's finding somebody that not only can make it real, but that's willing to go through that. You know, you think it's just a, a sort of natural hesitance to just I don't want to be beat up. <laughs> I do. I, I really, I really do. Yeah. I, and I think that, that even with, with studio heads and stuff like that, when they're thinking of putting these films together, one of the reasons I think their budgets are so big is not only that they, they're expected to be, but also they've got to get those actors and those actresses and they've got to get stunt doubles and they've got to get stand-ins and they've got to get all this, this stuff, which makes it for a, for an independent film almost impossible. But you have to really have people that are willing to put themselves through that. Well, I'm glad you are. And I'm <laughs> glad that uh, you were willing to do it for this Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter. I should mention that it's going to be in limited theatrical release on June 2nd. And then it's coming out in DVD and Blu-ray exclusively at Walmart. So I don't mm-hmm. always go to Walmart, but I guess I'm going to have to on June 6th. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're the only independent film that's going to be on their shelves. They usually only work with studios now, so we're really... We're really excited that 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 we're going to be in that space. Oh, interesting. Well, that makes it a really big deal. I was kind of curious about that 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 deal, that distribution deal. Like, hmm, interesting. Just Walmart. That's odd. Because yeah, I've never really connected them to let's support the indie. <laughs> no, they're not at all. And it's funny they used to be, and then now they're they they do a lot of exclusives exclusives with the big Hollywood blockbusters and stuff for sixty days. So the fact that we kind of got grouped in with that was was really kind of an honor. And then we go wide. Um, I noticed on Amazon that you can pre-order it for August 15th. So you know, they've, they've got a nice head run on it. Excellent. Well, good. Well, I, I recommend everyone go, go check out the trailers. And then on June 6th, or if you if you keep, don't have a Walmart near you and you have to wait, go ahead and pre-order it there on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And, and check out Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter. I think it's I think it's going to be fun. It's got a little bit – if you had to, like, break down something into, like, a recipe – and you asked me what the ingredients were, you know, it's like, let's see, robots, explosions, uh, you know, uh, great action scenes. It, it looks like it's got a little bit of everything that I would put into my recipe. <laughs> you know, you know, the one thing that, it, that people don't see from the trailers, because you don't put a lot of that stuff into the trailers, is very character-driven sci-fi. So even people that aren't super into sci-fi will enjoy the movie because there's not, there usually isn't such extreme storylines and character arcs in it. And, and a lot of the characters have 
quite a journey that they go on. And that's one of the things the reviewers keep saying. They're like, wow, I really didn't expect that, you know? Good. <laughs> so. That's that's exactly what I'm looking for then. That, that's my favorite thing when I sit down to a film and I'm kind of expecting one thing. And then I sit, uh, I'm done with it. I'm like, whoa, oh, okay. I actually needed to be, be paying attention to this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that coming. People people walk out of the movie theater when they've seen it. And some of the, even the um, the critics, they were like, wow, that was a genre within a genre. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Excellent. It's really exciting to know that you're a little bit of a of a sci-fi geek yourself there. So I know that you're going to, you know, you're not going to do wrong by the genre. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I've been watching it my whole life. It's like, it's Oh, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. now you, that just leads, I have to ask, I wasn't going to, but now I have to ask, what are some of your favorite sci-fi films or television? Well, um, Logan's Run is always like really close to the top of the list. Wow, really? Um, interesting. Yeah, last night I was watching the commentary of the lead actors in um, 2001 Space Odyssey. Okay. That's really interesting to watch how they did all of that and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I just I just like it all. I mean, I've started at the beginning of Doctor Who because I'm a Doctor Who fanatic. Nice. So, oh, Tracy, I'm liking you more and more. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, we were filming, this film we're working on now, it's actually in post. It's called The Time War. It's a time travel film. Mm-hmm. And we shot most of it in, in the United States, and then we went and shot three weeks in England. And I got one day off out of all those days. This was just like two months ago. And I went to Cardiff, Wales, and went to the oh, Doctor Experience. Jealous. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was like a little kid. I even got in an argument with a couple of people I went with. Just I think I was being so selfish because I was so in the moment. And it was <laughs> like somebody wanted me to take another picture of them. I'm like... Really? I'm like experiencing this year. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I realized it was rather childish later on. Yeah, oh well. You're allowed. I, yeah. I think I'd be very childish too at the experience, so I was completely in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The Logan's Run was an interesting choice. That is a it's a film. I enjoy that film. It is such a cap time capsule of the time it was made. I mean, it was. You cannot take that film out of the 70s. <laughs> you can't, but I kind of like it right there, you know? I, oh, it's yeah, like, exactly. I'm not saying you should. <laughs> yeah. And then Linda, Linda Hamilton, of course, in Terminator movies, but it's kind of cool because years later, I met her at the gym, at Malibu Gym, and um, I was actually able to tell her, like, how much she inspired me and stuff because I'm a fitness buff, and I used to watch her do those pull-ups and be like, oh, back to the gym you go, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But it's, so it's just kind of cool how where I live, we run into people that that we loved their work and that were our favorite shows and stuff like that. So that's it's it's really cool. Yeah, it is very cool. I am far away from where anyone lives on these shows, so I have to. I through the internet is the only way I, I connect, and it's always it, it is it's or conventions. Sometimes I go to the conventions. It is always so nice to meet them and and yeah. uh, and, and just you know talk to them. I like to talk to them. Just you know, they're they're people. And you yeah. get to talk to them as people, and yes, you you want to ask questions about what they did, but in the end, it's kind of like sometimes they may have interest outside of that of that sh that you share, and it's like, oh, woo, you like that too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where do you live? I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Livy Steubenrock, who's in Rogue Warriors, out in Ohio. Oh, is she? She played young Anna in Frozen. She's the young. She plays um, young Annika in Rogue Warrior. Oh, excellent. Okay. 
Yeah. She's a very well-known child actress. Right. I, I think she may have just recently been in a convention here in town, and now that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, well, next time, go up and say hi. Uh, I will. I will, absolutely. She's, she's amazing. I think she's in a, a play right now. I saw something on social media, um, The Sound of Music. Which What's interesting is when she was out here, I was telling her that when I was a little girl that I did the, the show Sound of Music so many times that I worked my way all the way down from being the little girl to being Maria five times. <laughs> <laughs> And so I saw that she's doing the sound of music. I'm like, oh, I love that. Well, Tracy, thank you very much for taking some time out of your afternoon to speak with me. Uh, I am looking forward to Rogue Warrior Robot Fighter. I will be getting it as soon as it comes out. And yeah. I I look forward to seeing what you have the, to come up with in the future. I'll be keeping an eye out for the, uh, what was the time, time war? The time war. I'd say we'll be done with that within about three to four months. Mm hmm it's a time travel film about Hitler traveling through time trying to rewrite rewrite history. Holy cow. All right. And again, <laughs> I play a female action hero. So it's like... <laughs> do, do, can, do you know anything else? Actually, well, I suppose you do. That's not, that's not a polite thing I for me to it. say. I filmed it. Well, here's an, here's an interesting tidbit. Um, since it's time travel, there are so many different versions of the characters. And some of the characters were played by several actors... I played every version of my character. Oh, nice. So, it, so they all had to be different. And, um, and it was just, it's kind of fascinating. It was, a, it was an acting experience all, all unto itself. It's like you have to create them and they all have to be different and they all, you know, it's very interesting. Pulling a little uh, orphan black there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's just, it was such a, a mind, you know what, that it's the only film that I ever ended up in the emergency room on. Oh, wow. Because I was getting a little, because when, when you live your roles, you're not only becoming them, but what they've done become your memories. Mm -hmm. And it's, people say it's kind of a dangerous way to do it, but to me, I don't want to watch a movie and see people act. I want to watch a movie and see people be. And so there's so many disturbing things that the character goes through in it that I started to take all these different versions and all the garbage they'd gone through. And I just, I, one day I woke up, I thought I was going to have a stroke. My heart was <laughs> pounding. And I, was, and I literally called 911. <laughs> and here I'm in my stormtrooper jammies riding in the ambulance <laughs> to the hospital. And then three days later, I was on a plane to England filming a few more weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's it's sort of like an extreme case of of like when you have a dream and you have an argument with someone and then you wake up and you're mad at that person. Yeah, you're like. Ah! <laughs> I know really it's I know you didn't do it, but I'm still mad. Yeah. I'm still really really mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's actually a really good analogy. Yeah, it's just, just yeah. an extreme version of that. Maybe don't usually yes, end up sir. at the hospital. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because they gave me, they, they checked my brain. They told me I wasn't going to have a stroke, you know, and, and, and then they gave me an Ativan and I felt perfect after that. I'd never had Ativan before. The next day I took another one and the next day, right about the time it was time to take it, I started to feel anxious and I thought, oh, this thing's got to be addictive, right? Uh -huh. So I left the Ativan in the cupboard and I got on the airplane for three weeks and so I got rid of that problem. There you go. <laughs> Buried yourself in your work there. Exactly. Very good. Well, Tracy, thank you very much for talking with me. This has been a, an absolute pleasure, and I, you know, I look forward to talking to you again. I, hopefully, we'll stay in contact. I will definitely keep my ear to the rail on, on future projects, and uh, we'll have to have you back. I'd love that. Now you know how to catch me on Skype. Yes. And I'll give you a hint. There's a new trailer coming out next week. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so keep your eyes open for it. I will, and as soon as it uh, 
comes out, we'll be sure to tweet it and post it on our Facebook group and share it on the website. Fantastic. So, Tracy Birdsall, thank you very much. You have a fantastic day, and good luck with uh, uh, Rogue Warrior. I'm sorry. Yeah, Rogue Warrior Robot Fire. <laughs> There's too many R's in that one. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> okay, thank you, Christopher. Good chatting with you. You too. Bye. Bye.